0: welcome to wide flank
1: all right hello and welcome to another episode of wide flank uh this today we're doing another game club episode this is
0: uh danny hello welcome to wide flank with danny with danny today <laughs> <laughs> uh and i'm teddy uh we're
1: uh this game club where we played uh outer wilds not outer worlds um so sorry for everybody who uh played that obsidian game instead uh
0: the thousands of you who bought the wrong game.
1: <laughs> I played Outer Worlds recently and so all my Google searches are every time I type in outer it does so I've like been on like a couple of wikis and stuff like looking at the wrong game. Did uh did Josh Sawyer direct Outer Worlds? No, it doesn't look like he was really involved in that. But Okay. The artist it um who did all the art for Pentiment? also did uh the art a lot of like the concept art for outer worlds anyway that's a different episode um actually we we uh we just talked to josh sawyer uh the uh game director for fallout new vegas and uh, like lead designer on like uh, a lot of obsidian titles he just made a new game called pentiment and we talked to him and our friends who are in a medieval music ensemble because they did the soundtrack for that. So we're going to release that, uh, in a week. Um, so thank you for bearing with us, but we have a lot of content coming,
0: coming up for you. Uh, watch the space, big things coming soon. Yes.
1: Yes. We're about to blow up. It's going to be <laughs> great. Um, all right, Danny, tell us about, uh, outer, outer wilds. That's the game.
0: Yeah. So, Outer Wilds is a 2019 space exploration action adventure game developed by Mobius Digital, uh, published by Annapurna Interactive. Um, player takes the role of an unnamed space explorer preparing for their first solo flight in space. Um, and I guess this is a good time to inject th- this game, like some of, a few of games we've played before, re- I think really benefits from going in pretty blind. Um, like, really just kind of immersing yourself in the exploration. And this is going to be rife with spoilers and like descriptions and like vivid descriptions of what the gameplay is like. So, uh, final warning to you. Uh, I, I recommend playing the, if, if you think you might play this game, I'd play it and then come back. But anyways, um, for the first, yeah, spoiler cast. Uh, this is the, this is where the edit, the spoiler free edit ends. <laughs> it's just two minutes of us saying hello. <laughs> um, so anyways, the game started as, Alex Bocham's master's thesis project at USC in 2012. Uh, and eventually it grew into a full development project um, and Mobius Digital was taking it on. And then during the development process, Annapurna Interactive came on and, you know, told them we want to turn this into a full fledged game. I'm um, a full project. We want it to be totally polished and fully released. And so they came on as publisher. And game came out in 2019, won several game design awards, uh, and has become, I mean, really a cult classic, I think in the gaming community. Um, and it's a, uh, yeah. And so we, we played it similar to a few other games we played. Um, I think like echoes of subnautica for sure. Um, in terms of like that the development like the name process, of the game, echoes right. of Subnautica. yeah. Yeah. It's, a uh, you know developed you know, as an indie developer and larger publisher and um there are lots we'll get into i'm sure some gameplay similarities and stuff but that's uh, a yeah, that's a simple alan, background
1: alan was talking to us um he's no longer w- with us i'm just kidding he's going to join us next episode um he was saying at, at talking about annapurna the uh publisher um who they publish a bunch of they're the connected to annapurna films um, but this is, like, their uh, video game arm, and they are, like, trying to publish basically a bunch of similarly, like, indie titles. Uh, so their first game was What Remains of uh, Edith Finch, which kind of, like, put them on the map. And then they did—I uh, think they did Don- they did Donut County with Ben Esposito, who eventually did Neon White. They did Neon White with him. But this was, like, pretty early in their—this uh, game came out in, what, twenty. 20- 19 2019 yeah um so they've like this like really really put them on the map um because this game's like pretty different i would say um yeah so do you want to talk kind of like about setting the the scene when we we, we first wake up
0: yeah i mean I'll, i'm gonna talk about it from my perspective because i really i wasn't there when teddy and alan decided that this would be the next game club <laughs> game. And that's not a slight or a complaint. It's just uh, I literally had maybe heard of it. I think I thought Outer Worlds and Outer Wilds were the same thing. And uh, I saw the cover on Steam and booted it up. So, uh, you know, to, to set the scene that you, you wake up um, on a, you know, on land. Not It's not clear. Like, it's not even clear it's a space game at first glance. But um, you're with these other blue alien people Um, you're clearly like a different species in a different world you're not on earth you're not uh playing a you know you're not you're not a human and you basically get a tour of this home world where um there's lots of talk of you going to space and it starts to be revealed that you're preparing for your first flight and you have to learn how to control your ship and learn how to fly a jetpack and a few other things and it's a uh but it's interesting because you're in this like almost like sh- like a shanty town. There's lots of everything's kind of scrapped together and made of. There's a lot of wood and um, people playing uh, you know analog instruments and um, and the music is not s- like spacey and tech you know techie and synthesizery. It's like banjo music and people eating marshmallows by the fire. So it's this very like cozy small community that seems like really early on just it feels like all they care about is space and like that's kind of like what they <laughs> worship and. Uh, I often like I imagine this all the time. Like, what if one area of our technology is wildly ahead of everything else? And, um, you know, I'm sure I'm sure we have that in some respect in the real world, but uh, they certainly have it here. (laughs) Some aliens are going to be like, come visit us and be like, where's why why isn't our medicine better? (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> right exactly um but so you kind of get a quick run through of the game and the characters is revealed really early on that the characters are kind of gamey and cartoony um you like play hide and seek with these two kids and the dialogue's not super deep or layered i don't think um but pretty pretty soon it's a pretty short tutorial and then you get right into it um you board your ship which again is like this shanty ship (laughs) and i don't even know if i'm using that word correctly but (laughs) a shoddy ship which i know i'm using that word correctly um and you take off and then you are heading to space and very quickly you learn that this game relies on uh, realistic isn't the right word but basically realistic physics uh of spaceflight where as you approach celestial bodies, you get pulled into their gravitational field um you get pulled down onto the planet, you kind of ride their orbit um so it takes a little it takes a second for you to get out of timber hearth, your home planet's orbit but then then you're in space, and all the dialogue you've had so far in the game is just to get into space, like just to go to space and start exploring. Um, like who knows what you'll find and we're so excited for you to, we hope you sort of don't blow up when you go up and there's lots of talk. There, you're not the first person to go into space in your community. There's, you know, there's talk of other travelers who are out there learning things about the history of the universe and um, you, uh, you are just kind of set loose and you can go to any planet. There's planets that are obviously connected to the lake game that. Uh, you can go to right away and have no idea what's going on and then or you can go to like the moon which i didn't go to the moon next to timber hearth for a long time but um yeah they they were like uh,
1: the first place you could go like if you want to start small you could like go to the moon i was like fuck that i'm a gamer i'm not i'm not going to the moon i'm going to the lava planet or something
0: (laughs) yeah and that's i think this is where it really what's so unique about this game and i watched the no clip documentary about this game and like it was I I knew this before listening to it, but just they wanted the player to have total freedom to navigate this world. And the only barrier to certain areas or certain actions or activities would be knowledge. Uh, you know, you have to learn things and figure out where things are and how to get through certain barriers, but none of it, there's no hard walls uh, in the yes, game. Which, yes, uh,
1: like where, where Subnautica would be like, you can't go below 100 meters without submarine cracking to pieces unless you go find this piece of technology or find this mineral that doesn't exist in outer wilds basically if you come up with some insane way to solve a puzzle or find a one little piece of information in the world you can do it uh you can do you can beat the game on your first run
0: um yeah. theoretically yeah theoretically yeah and if you uh if you yeah. Yeah. It's uh
1: Yeah, so I mean and we yeah, should say do you want to, uh, and then Well I guess I uh, Are you yeah, talk so, about the loop?
0: Are you gonna talk about the loop? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well so I actually here, I I had okay. something for this which Yeah. I, I have one for this. Okay, okay. A loop and a time and a son, walk into a bar. No. <laughs> so I uh it's so this game operates on a twenty two minute time loop. Does that make it a roguelike, by the way? yeah (laughs) i think maybe it does (laughs) um but i uh so though again this is where the game is so open-ended i had no idea that it was on a loop for much of the time i played the game initially because the game loops either when you die or at the end of 22 minutes when the sun at the center of the solar system supernovas um and destroys everything in front of you
1: and obviously, you're just dying all the time because you're playing like a
0: maniac. Well, yeah. Like, the first thing I did was I flew in straight into the sun. <laughs>
1: and, <laughs> obviously. And so,
0: yeah. Or I cra- I, think I Well, actually, no. For my first death was crashing into a planet way too hard. Um, And then my second death was hitting the sun. So it was a while before I spent a bunch of time exploring on one planet and then saw a bright light. I was actually on the White Hole Station the first time. I supernova, which was awesome because it takes a while to get to you. But that um, is awesome.
1: The first time I died was my first run on Timber Hearth. I just jumped off something really big. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I didn't find out about the time. I, I, t- I took fall while.
0: damage. I took fall damage on Timber Hearth, but I did not die, thankfully. But um, so, I mean, I don't know how much we'll get into this, but there the kind of the lore of the game is there's this almost like forerunner. Species that was extremely advanced and left all of this technology r- scattered around this solar system. Um, and really the exploration of the game and kind of progression is retracing their steps and understanding the conversations they're having and what they were doing in that solar system. Um, but during the opener, while you're going to your ship, there's a statue um that they had built it's like almost like a sheep it looks like a sheep medusa human head kind of thing yeah i have um, have
1: goat and elk written in my notes i think goat yeah
0: goat goat not sheep yeah definitely goat Uh, but like it It does give like medusa vibes it's got like very like uh articulate uh stringy things coming back from its head it's kind of like my hair right now but with a goat (laughs) yeah and you have a third eye yeah, and so you basically, you, like, have an interaction with this statue, and when you die, your run, we'll call it, uh, is played back to you in screenshots, through, and it's, like, through the eyes of this statue. Um, so you have, the, uh, like, you know, you have this connection to this lore, personally, because you are the first one to, like, synchronize with this statue, and um, that's, like, kind of the game's game. There is There's another person it,
1: who's also in a time loop.
0: There is, but he's not connected to that statue. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. He, he connected to one, I think, on uh, Ash Twin or something. But, um, so, yeah. So basically, when you die, you get this playback of everything that happened that accelerates. You know, it's like the first shot is really long, and then you just see like snippets of everything. And, um, you wake up on Timber Hearth again. You can get straight, but you can get straight into your ship and, and go through. Uh, just go through the process again
1: right so the game is basically for most of the game it's like how much can you find out before you either die a catastrophic death in space or crashing into a planet or getting buried in a quicksand pit but or the time runs out and then you start over um and so you're like okay i you, you know, you could be like, I haven't explored this planet yet at all. I'm going to go there. Or there's a few things I explored on this planet, but I feel like there was something else I saw on Brutal Hollow. I kind of want to check that out again. Um, so,
0: uh, yeah. Yeah, and I think the... I mean, I guess the question... I think the challenge in making a game like this is like, what... How do you get the player to keep wanting to try again? Because you know, coming off of Hades, you think about at the end of every run, you we talk, we harp so much on the fact that you can talk to all these characters, have these interesting conversations that are well acted, and at this, you come back. The conversations are after the first time you die, all of your conversations are identical with anyone on Timber Hearth. Uh, I was it pretty. Changes from, I, like,
1: was, I was shocked.
0: Yeah. That- it's like so diff- so different from Hades, where like they didn't do any extra work. Oh, I shouldn't. I don't want to like attribute any laziness or something. But like, there's no, there was no focus on this changing over time. It's really just these characters are here. They're total nobodies. Does not matter that they're here. After your first time going through the time loop, you can comment on how you're in a time loop. And actually, I think pretty much the only one of the one of the few pieces of funny writing is uh It's like. He's like, dude, I'm stuck in a time loop. Like, like I just died. And he's like, you're lucky I don't have you grounded for medical, like medical concerns. Like, go get <laughs> on your ship or something. But, um, it's uh, did I'm sorry, you, I'm losing my thought. But
1: no, it's fine. You, so yeah, the question, the thing is, why did you, why are you compelled to continue playing? Um, like in Hades, it was like, okay, there's all this character, uh, development happening in between runs. And this game, there isn't, right? Uh, this game, what it is, is where I feel like in, in this is the roguelike comparison. I think it's in most roguelikes, you're getting better at the mechanics of the game. And in Outer Wilds, you're getting better at understanding the universe and the way certain technologies work, the way your for the forerunner race has uncovered certain things. Um, even just their interpersonal drama that's littered around the, the solar system in <laughs> codec entries, codex entries. Um, so yeah, like, did you feel, were you compelled to like, continue like playing, like what kept you, were there, if you had moments of like, I'm, I just died.
0: Uh, I really want to see something or I want to go to a new planet. I mean I went on a bit of a journey with the game for sure i nothing really pulled me in for a while. The first couple entries and what this is one of my i for i just before I start criticizing anything, I just want to say I think this is an amazing game, an amazing indie game, and I'm really happy that it uh exists <laughs> but um something that I, like just really turned me off early on was just the the lore, the codex entries that you're reading are just so like lowbrow. I don't know that you're basically... You're just like listening to really stupid dialogue or reading really stupid dialogue between the Nomai, the forerunner species, and... They're like bolding and underlining certain words in the, in each sentence so you like know to pay attention to it. And it's just, it was like so in your face that I was like, this is, you know, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm solving a puzzle or I have to really pay attention to this. It's just giving me everything I want to know or need to know. But um, there is, there's just like some kind of mastery and it's similar to a roguelike in the sense that starts to get, become really satisfying and you make a lot of progress in this game. Like there aren't weren't a lot of times that I a lot I didn't have many runs where I went in and felt like I didn't get anything coming out. I think maybe early on before I really understood anything. But pretty much every time I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go to Ash Twin and I know that I ran out of time doing this. So I'm just going to finish it because I was getting some information that I needed. Or, um, you know, I only was able to get down these two cave paths. Or I found a note that was about this other planet and I can go do that now. And, um, you know, the game really opens up and it does a good job of... You get information, but you don't have to do – it doesn't only mean you have to do that next thing because you'll find hints about things that are going on all over this solar system um, in each place. So I think once once I really had a bunch of different threads I could start to unravel, um, I just felt like I was making progress every single run. And it was very satisfying and fun and I think we talked about, like, mastering the mechanics is not as huge of a part, but it definitely is significant. You, you know, right now, I could get to you know, Ember Twin in 10 seconds from my wake-up. Just full speed, blast straight at it, and then, like, jump out the bottom at the last second, and I'm just (laughs) exactly where I want to be. You know, and there there is some really good satisfaction that came with that, I think. Right.
1: Uh, Flying the ship is also not intuitive. It's like, not, you're not flying, like, with a it's not like flying a plane with like a yoke. It's more like flying the moon lander and that it's like, you can fly in 90 degree directions forward or whatever. Yeah. Forward, back up, down. Right. right. Uh,
0: you've got thrusters so, that you can turn on in any direction.
1: Yeah. So it's like very unfamiliar to me as like, uh, someone trying to fly around in space, um, or fly anything really, uh, Also, the fact that you're floating around these like 360 degrees or like spheres is like you're often upside down, Um, like being right side up and upside down actually (laughs) don't really mean anything, right? So just like getting that tuned as well uh, is like at first it's like really alienating or it feels really weird and then eventually you're just like you start to see the world and game a little differently um than just like uh flying a plane around like above the surface Uh, it really feels like a space game in that sense
0: yeah well and i also feel like the planets are not very big uh even the largest planet it, it doesn't like take a long time to get to it doesn't take long to get to the surface and back to space and so no matter what you're doing you always feel more like you're in space than you are visiting a planet you know I think about it like when you look at photos of astronauts on the moon, or sorry, you look at photos of people in Kubrick Studio. It is a, <laughs> uh, it's like it looks like it doesn't look like they're on a on a celestial body, right? It's like they're just in space on a rock. Whereas you know you enter Earth's at like you, if you're on Earth, it's like you're like you're not in space, you're on Earth. Um, so this game, everything feels like some more than others, especially like the Interloper behind me definitely feels like you're in space um because it's so small and has nothing like barely has gravity but um i I feel like it's it's a strength where you just kind of feel like you're bouncing around to these different space rocks um so what was the first planet you went to besides the sun uh besides crashing into the sun giants uh no i went to brittle hollow Hollow. um and then and then giant steep i think were my first two but my first time to brittle hollow was just a a disaster i think because i went to uh <laughs> yeah i'm trying to th- yeah because i think i yeah because i think i went to brittle hollow got sucked into the black hole at its core and then was at the white hole station and then my ship got busted and i just ran out of oxygen and died eventually um but the uh, and this is kind of ju- maybe jumping ahead but just I think that the design of these planets is just amazing, the variation and the features of each one. Like Brittle Hollow is this kind of normal-ish looking planet on the surface, but at the center is a black hole that is slowly sucking in parts of the crust of this planet. And if you fly over it, you can get sucked into it, but there's... There's like a, a city underneath the crust that you can explore, but it's really treacherous because you have to make sure you don't get sucked into this black hole. You can right, land, but- like your ship can get sucked in while you're in it because the planet is falling apart. And it's just, you know, it's just this like amazing spectacle when you're when you're in, on it.
1: I, I thought that really is, um, I agree, like all the planets are really different and unique to explore. And I think that's like the strongest part of this game. In Brittle Hollow, I think it's like really fully realized where it's, the surface, there's not really anything on it because the ancient race, the Nomi, built under the surface because one of the moons is volcanic and sprays the surface with lava. So, like, there's, like, this reason there's this underground city there. Um, then there's also the black hole that teleports you out. Uh, it's It feels like there's a, a shrine to um, the eye of the universe, which is this, you know theoretical sort of celestial body that exists in the solar system so there's like a school there like a church there's a factory it's a uh, yeah it just felt that world felt yeah, yeah on top of being like a crazy uh physics defying core that is it transports you to the edge of the solar system through the black hole teleporter it was just great
0: yeah and it's the uh that was also my first encounter i mean this game I can't speak to the veracity of any of this, but this game takes on phys- you know a lot of physics. I, I don't know if that I, I didn't really say that how I wanted to, but it uh, <laughs> it explores you know quantum mechanics and traditional uh, like Newtonian physics and relativity, and it's a my like for the first time where it, you and enc- I encountered that it had any kind of quantum mechanic thing, quantum physics thing going on was. You know, the Tower of Quantum Knowledge, which is a, a part of the Sunless City in Brittle Hollow, uh, which just just a sentence, the Tower of Quantum Knowledge in the Sunless City on Brittle Hollow. It's just like the senses of this game are just off the charts. And um, there's some... Uh, and I, it took a while before I encountered anything that really met with it, but there's all these allusions to these celestial bodies or moon rocks or meteorites that disappear or reappear when you observe them or look away from them uh or change somehow when you're not viewing them you know tied to this you know the idea of when you're observing a particle that's like it changes it's that's when it change its behavior changes and um it's uh so it's fun to kind of get like a Brought along, start, starting. It was nice to start in the Sunless City because I kind of I feel like that really opens up the Nomai to the player, and then uh, from there you kind of have a good idea of how broad it's uh, your exploration, how many different directions your exploration can take you. Because um, I'm trying to think of when it became clear to me that there was a goal, like there was an endpoint that I could get to, and it was really late. For the most part, you're just kind of exploring these different threads. you trying to find escape pods and you're trying to find other travelers from your planet um, The people who have gone before you who are exploring um, there's signals you know unidentified signals you can explore all this stuff but then eventually there is kind of this one piece which is you're trying to find the vessel uh, on um, dark bramble one of the planets and uh, that was I don't know those I don't know how many runs it had been, but I played the game for so long before I realized, like, that was kind of what I was trying to get to. I wanted to learn more about this and get to it and start to uncover the secrets of it. Um, Was that... So, do you feel like that was... To me, that wasn't
1: a point of the game. That was just, like, another piece to uncover. Um, Is there some reason you thought it was, like, a goal for you? Because it is
0: important to beating
1: the game, but...
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it's a, uh, it's the, it seems like it has the biggest barrier to get to because not only do you have to learn about it and where it might like be, a gamer. right? Yeah, I think, yeah, exactly. This is me like reading into the developer's intention, right? So it was hard to get to, there are, for the first, uh, the only place in the universe, there are enemies that are guarding it. Essentially there are these, what are they called in they're anglerfish, right? That's what they're called in real mm-hmm. life. Um, guarding it that can kill you and you don't encounter that before and then once you get there you can't do anything because you don't have enough information really you can just explore a little bit but there's a uh like an array that you can't fire because it's you like don't have the codes essentially you don't have the patterns you're supposed to enter to do it so and just also the way you know is all uh, all of the know my lore describes it as the way they can get to the eye of the universe um and that seems right, okay. like that's there that's their in their lore the overarching goal and why they are in space and then um it what seemed like the biggest challenge was trying to find, trying to get this all sorted but again like yeah. it, you could you obviously you can play the game, and that's not important for a long time, or like that eventually is just one of these threads that you can follow
1: well i've I went to Dark Bramble very early, and so I didn't like understand it as being important and also if you like don't know about the warp core in the vessel, like the vessel just looks like it's a derelict spaceship that is destroyed, and that's how the that's how this race came to the solar system that's how the species came to the solar system.
0: Um, yeah. So I agree. I, yeah, I agree with that. I think yeah, no, I no, came no, to no. it late in the game. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I no seen no, no. all I'm this not, discussion of it. Right. Right. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not arguing
1: with you. I just, think I'm not it's like, don't, okay. You just let's, we're going to take a quick break. We're both going to calm down and then we're going to come back. Um, so, oh, um, so I was thinking that, you know, people say like, don't come into this with any information, because you don't want it to be spoiled. And I didn't really have any information. And I think this is like one issue that I actually, I think this would, it would have been nice to have someone be like, there isn't a point, or there really isn't a point till, till like the very end. Because for me, I just kept being like, what am I doing? Like, why am I, I'm playing this game for the game club, but like, what am I actually, like, am I just going to keep finding little nuggets and that's it? And essentially, yes. Um. So I think, like, if someone's like, it's really just about like existing in this space and like the joy of discovery. But I kept, you know, I first was like, okay, I'm going to find every single person who's missing from who all the other astronauts from my planet, the other Harthians, and they. As soon as you find them, they're like, I like it here, and I'm just going to stay. And you're like, you're lost in on this planet, dude. And they're like, it doesn't matter. I'm going to stay here. Good luck finding whatever you're looking for on this planet. And so I was kind of bummed about that. I was like, like, shouldn't we be, I don't know, shouldn't we be doing more together? I feel like I radioed, they were like, please radio for them to come pick me up or something. Someone says that. <laughs> or it's like, I think it says it in your rumor, excuse me, map. But I, I don't know. It's nothing, no one, nothing ever changes. They're always there, right? Nothing in the loop changes. So uh then I was like well I guess I'll after finding everybody I was like I guess I'll just like keep exploring um and also everyone's like this game is amazing so I expected there to be some something that changed I don't know I like couldn't really I didn't see the whole picture I guess which was really just chill in the universe and find stuff um so I kept like waiting for something to happen and nothing really ever did until the very end.
0: Um, yeah, so. I, I know. I know what you're saying. I think the and I found myself a little disappointed at various points where I kind of got the to the end of a side quest. I don't want to call it a quest, but a side quest or side story, and then be like, "Well, I know everything about this now. Uh, I guess I'll go to a new planet." Um, so I, I do. Even in that, and sometimes it wasn't enough to kind of put, keep pulling me along. And sometimes I would like spend
1: a lot of time being like, oh, I found something cool. Like the gravity cannons. I spent a long time trying to do something cool with the gravity cannons and the Nomi shuttles. And there's nothing you can do with them. (laughs) Right. right. You can launch the shuttle into space. And teleport to it. (laughs) You can launch it into space. You can call it back. You can find them on like different places, but like, I launched my ship out of it. There was like all kinds of things I did, but like they, I, I aimed them at certain planets, tried to like land on stuff. Uh, and there's like, nope, nothing. There's nothing here. And I was like, okay, why did I just, I don't know. It, there were like a lot of moments where I, that, like that, where I felt my investment in curiosity was really high and the game just didn't have anything for me. And that was kind of a bummer.
0: Yeah, I think this game is it appeals to a certain kind of gamer for sure. It's a like if you want to just kind of get lost in a world and just kind of take it in like low stakes, low pressure, not feel like you have to be microing perfectly or whatever it is. You know, this is a great game for you, for that kind of person. Um, If you're someone who just wants to unfold the story wants to master mechanics things like that it's it's obviously not a good fit um i think that uh, ultimately i just kind of got into a very ape-like loop of just okay i want to i want to get through this thread i want to get through this thread i want to understand this i want to figure out okay i need to get coordinates for this vessel and eventually you know and you mentioned the rumor map which i'm curious what you think of it i thought it was You know, it's very straightforward. Uh, This game is very straightforward. There's not a lot of like uh, serious. You don't have to do a lot of critical thinking to get through (laughs) things. If you go to your ship log and you go to a planet and you aren't sure if you've done everything, it'll literally just say, there's more to explore here. You know, there is more to do here and it'll just tell you exactly what the you'll have read 30 lines or 30 different paragraphs about the lore of that place. And it'll give you the four lines that are most important. It tells you in your ship codex or whatever. And actually, in the note clip, they talk about how this was basically their storyboard. And they just copied and pasted it into the game. They're like, this is just why don't we just let them look at this? And again, it's just this very it's like you were describing just this like chilled out vibe um and it uh i I think for people who are playing it if it doesn't if the sense if you don't really vibe with the senses of the game you know it's just it's going to be a total snooze fest just like nothing is gonna get you going
1: well so and i guess this i think there are two separate directions one is the experience of the like physics and look and everything and some uh, wow moments and then like the story um and i thought like the way everything looked and the space feel and all that stuff the like novelty of every single planet was off the charts um like when you figure out the interloper that like you can slip through the ice on the front of the comet when the sun when it passes close to the sun and get inside Like that discovery, the sound, the feeling being on the front of the comet, like shooting through, like seeing the tail of the comet. It was so incredible. Then also, like to get inside and find out, um, how all the Nomi, the Nomi died. Like, like not only, like, and actually in my, experience that was like one of the best story moments because it's like told through a lot of like visual storytelling. Like all the like these Nomi are full of like ghost matter crystals. They got like skewered by them. And I uh I loved those experiences. Where there like when you go to the sun station, for me that was also just like absolutely incredible. I just being that close to the sun. The sun in this game is amazing. Just like being on the sun station and it just like being so bright and glowing was phenomenal. Were there any like? Did you have any uh, like stunning moments like that?
0: Yeah, moments of aw- moments of awe. <laughs> right. I. I, uh, I mean, I think the first supernova. Well, I think going to the white hole station first, and that just really, like I said, that was so early in my play in my playthrough that it just like there's like what the fuck this is crazy and cool and figuring out i could go back and um then i think the uh i mean definitely the observation deck of the sun station which is you know straight out of sunshine Uh um the film it's a like we're big danny
1: boyle fans here you gotta see every
0: danny boyle movie you're gonna be on the pod (laughs) um and uh trying to think where where's like some of the uh some of the other good ones are but it's i think the first time i realized also the first time i realized that the music change that happens as your l- loop is coming to an end and the sun's about to supernova like I maybe awe is the wrong word but that that's when i felt so immersed it's just like this perfect tune that's not scary and it's not quite sad it's very melancholy i feel like and but but relaxed and so you just kind of are about to let the supernova wash over you. Um, and eventually, or the first time, it's it's scary, right? It's this, you have no idea what's going on, and then your character's dead, and you're like, what the fuck just happened? But once you get 10 runs in, it's like, oh, I ran out of time. Like, I'm just going to jump out of my ship and just kind of float around, listen to the silence, and then it'll take me, right? And Yeah, and I actually loved finding,
1: I loved finding a spot to watch the supernova from wherever I was. That was always something I really looked forward to, was like getting a good view from the, of the end of the universe.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I know I had more, I think also definitely when I realized what was going on in the hourglass twins. So it's the hourglass twins are these two planets that are orbiting next to each other. And one of them is covered in sand and the other is this like barren rock planet. And throughout your loop, the sand from the ash twin is falling onto the ember twin and so slowly they basically switch the the ash twin becomes a, ro- a barren rock planet and the other becomes coated in sand and just like seeing uh, noticing the sand is rising in uh, I was exploring the ember twin the first time I'd gone to them and the sand is rising and I'm like I, I like what is going I but I didn't I didn't really understand what was going on and then seeing Seeing and understanding is like, like, wow, this is fucking awesome. Um, I still think this is before I knew I was in a loop my first time doing this. So, you know, I, I think I was I was very confused and thought maybe it was going to go back and forth. But yeah, that, that was almost more in awe of the creators. I was like, this is such a creative setup. And um, I was very glad that those planets become very important to advancing the story, right. your knowledge in the story.
1: What did you think of? We're, um, I was kind of wondering like what you thought of the loop when you, about resetting the loop early. Um, like it felt very edge of tomorrow for me. Uh,
0: yes, yes, totally. (laughs) Um,
1: where you'd be like, okay, I figured out everything I needed to figure out in this area. And like, do I really want to go to this hassle? Like my ship's all the way, like it got blown off the planet. Do I really want to try and like fly over to it? or like could i just like pull an emily blunt and reset and shoot myself <laughs> in the head or whatever and uh, what was your
0: what was your method of choice usually
1: it depends on where i was so yeah. a lot of times it was jumping to my death
0: yep um
1: sometimes it was hanging up my suit in the ship and jumping out of it and drowning in space sometimes flying into the sun what about you
0: uh my biggest one was my like end end of game play. My like end of game stat would or most common death would be flying as hard as I could in my just in my suit into a planet or object. So I'd like <laughs> jump and fly as high up as I could, slam down, and just do it three times. But then yeah, if I was if I was already low on fuel or on oxygen in my suit, I would just blast around for a little bit until it ran out and just suffocate. Um, <laughs> Which uh, yeah, n- not, neither are very poetic and f- not quite suited to the to the feel feel of the game. Yeah, uh, but I
1: I I love this. I uh, I think that's like such a. You're right. It isn't part of the feel of the game. Like it it feels much more like Edge of Tomorrow. Right to do this stuff. Like I th- I keep the I always think about that scene with Emily Blum where she's like she's like I'm wounded. I'm tired. I'm like really this really fucking hurts, and I just would rather not be feeling this right now. So can you just kill, can I just kill you? Or can we start over?
0: Um, yeah. Yeah. And then the supernova is Emily Blunt going up and shooting Tom Cruise when he yes. really doesn't want her to. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, something I know I've been, ta- I feel like I've been speaking very highly of the sense of the, the senses of this game. Um, I think it's really clear where the, developers focus was and wasn't so the music is the exact same every loop every time you enter space for the first time it's the same traveler's theme every time the supernova comes it's the same song um every loop is identical like the what happens on the planets is identical and um i I understand that they put so much focus into things changing over the course of one loop and having like the first two minutes be really different from the last two minutes of on each planet. But I think that after a while, it was just kind of like, I, it felt, I started to feel a little, uh, like it just became a little repetitive. And that's when I was really just like, you know, on a ship to where I was going within the first minute of every run. Like there was just no time to to soak it up. Cause it was just like, The song is pretty and I've heard it every time I've launched from timber hearth. And I don't know if it's that pretty, you know, that I want to hear it every time the (laughs) travelers, the different astronauts who all play their own instrument, um, which I love that like little feature that this, this species that you are like also loves music and is constantly broadcasting it to each other. Um, You can like, you have a radio, you have a signal scope and you can point it at different uh, places, different signals and listen. Um, But it's a, uh, it's always the same music coming from each person. So, you know, like there is, I don't want I don't want to say there wasn't a lot of effort, but there's clearly not a focus in kind of having those change up for you. Um, You know, it was all about each, it was all about each individual loop being a journey rather than your, your time playing through 30 loops being like a changing journey, you know?
1: Well, and this is the thing that I started to struggle with is it's not a short game. I think like how long the beats is like sixteen hours, but I think I'm I, I'm gonna play this for like thirty hours because I really didn't want to look anything up, and I did towards the end. Um, but I just like there was I just did so many things and saw so many things that were exactly the same over and over and over again. I do think if this game was shorter, it, a lot of those really amazing wow moments would have there'd be a lot less filler time in between. And I don't think it would have taken away from them uh,
0: that much. Uh, yeah. And I mean, I said before, I, I feel really strongly that the writing is just like not even, it's not even simple. It's just like pitiful. I think it's just like, I, I don't know that these, the people who made this game did like, it seems like such a development challenge to, you know, this defies a lot of game design principles, like the use of, you know the the, the quantum mechanics of the game the everything is a sphere the different gravities and stuff and it's just the uh like that i'm reading some of this dialogue why it doesn't make sense why they write this down and record this and then also it's like just it literally it feels uh, you know i said early on when i was playing it i said to teddy that i was like is this a game for kids and you know i think it's not but if you just read the The dialogue and the codexes, you'd be like, this is made for like five year olds, you know? And it's, well, it's not easy to write something good, but like it's, it's, it just doesn't feel like a really serious, deep layered world from the quality of writing, you know? It's, uh, and I, I wish it was a little more poetic, a little more, uh, the prose was more interesting. It's just like, again, it's like so crystal clear what everything is intended to communicate to you.
1: Yeah. So I think this is the big like clash or problem with the game is, I mean, I think so many people say this game's poetic and literary. This game is like, I think in a lot of ways, remarkable, like you're saying with game in terms of game design and the scale, especially with a small team, um, what they're doing with time, a lot of the, like, gameplay concepts like using quantum inter how you interact with like quantum objects and then yeah it's basically a disney movie when you it comes to the people like it's funny you mentioned like why are they recording these conversations there's like some of the scrolls and stuff are just like facts and information but then there's like why are there recordings of like these really dumb conversations
0: <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's this like, is like it's the a- super advanced forerunner species was talking about this. Like, what? What is going on?
1: Yeah, it's they're also. To conceive of aliens in these two ways, one four eyed music loving astronauts who talk like morons <laughs> and everything, everything they ha- say to each other is of joke. Right. Everything they say to each other is stupid or like a gag or they think you're crazy or I don't know it's just like goofy and the rest of the game isn't goofy uh like the space exploration isn't goofy and then when your concept of like a forerunner alien species is they kind of look actually pretty cool they're like goat creatures but then they just talk to each other like idiots also and they're like goofy and silly there's no poetry in their dialogue um there's like a few enlightened moments but for the most part it's yeah it's a it's a game for kids it feels like and it feels like there's this huge thesis clash between these two uh worlds and we can kind of talk about at some point maybe like the ending how that ties into both of those things but i was it's like this is this is like really bad sci-fi.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. There, there is such a clear clash between what is kind of like a highbrow concept, the the whole struct, the whole game, right? And then the way you, yeah, the way it's kind of characterized is like so basic and not, and just unengaging, right? It pulls. I feel like pulled out of my immersion in the world whenever I have to talk to someone or whenever I read a lot of the these scrolls. And um, yeah, it's just. I think, just that's, so, it's I think so that's really well said.
1: It's so human, right? Uh, the concept of all this stuff is so human. And I was thinking about like, there's all these uh uh petroglyph type things in the world. Like, not all these petroglyphs. There's a few petroglyphs for like they drawings of like what's they're doing. And I was thinking about like a game like Journey, um, where they just tell you the story through like petroglyphs. And then I don't know because they're this like weird. It's like uh, these weird creatures that exist in this world and these creatures just talk to each other and you have a translator and you can just read all their conversations like a thousand years later. It's like, this is what aliens are in your universe. Like they're just like people. And these other aliens are just like people too. Like, I don't know. Like, why
0: are we blue four eyed creatures? Yeah, We might as well just just be people. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. I see. I see. I see exactly what you're saying. Uh, Yeah. uh, Yeah. And again, and they're not adult people. Go. They're 12 year old people. Yeah. I think the, uh, the, I also like that the people that can't go to space are like dumb. And that's why they can't, but like everyone's dumb. Yeah. I don't know. They're, they're, like, yeah. It didn't make sense why I got to be an astronaut, but, um, the, uh, I was going to say, yeah, the translator is another one I just thought was, it's like, what, what? It's like, I just have to hold right-click the whole time I'm over here, and that's kind of just like, why is this in a different language? Why is it even in a different language? I I don't know. There's, It's so funny. For something that nails so many other aspects of this, or nails so many parts of this aspect of game design, just really... And And I don't know if it was just you know they're like, oh, I, who cares about this stuff and, <laughs> uh, and and fair you know fair enough they I think what was most I think they did what was most important for the kind of thing they wanted to make, but um
1: well so you you said the game's like not hard to figure anything out, and i something I kind of am like to, like of two minds about is like they seem to put a lot of faith in the player like they're they don't hold your hand like i guess you they can't say there's like more to explore here if there's like important facts. But I don't know. I feel like so much of my experience, I felt like if this was a Japanese RPG, like it would be a fucking nightmare. Like the amount of menus and people explaining things to you and like really, really slow text teaching you how to do stuff and like telling you how to do this part of the puzzle. Like think about Kingdom Hearts and like how much every time you like do something new, like how much bullshit pops up and like tells you how to play this section of the game. And this game just, like, lets you die or fuck it up or figure it out. And and I think so many modern games are afraid to do that. Like, really just believe in you as a capable agent in their space. And the story, the dialogue, none of that is like that. It is like, they don't treat you like an adult. They don't respect you. They don't there isn't poetry that you can interpret for yourself it is just it literally is basically a walkthrough of the for the game that's just talked to you at you by aliens
0: yeah i mean i think uh, what i mean when i say it's it's not hard to figure out it's most of these planets have five points of interest on them right i think the sunless city is like and and uh uh, I want to say timber hollow, brittle hollow are, you know, might be the most difficult to navigate, but for the most part, it's just like so easy to, it's like, well, I went here. I'll just fly around the outside of this until I see the next structure or the next uh, spot. And it's not that like, it's, it's not that if I have an end goal in sight, I can just go achieve it instantly. It's like, I can follow these pieces it's pretty simple for me once i yeah. get one piece i'm going to find the rest of these pieces pretty pretty simply um and i know one thing they in you know that was by intention in the game design was that uh, that they didn't want the player to be searching every nook and cranny and i think that's exactly what they said to find the relevant thing or to feel like they missed something which i've always i've never really enjoyed that in games where you you know i always hated like the collectibles in uncharted and the last of us where you just they just make you look in weird places and find something right. that doesn't mean anything. It's the,
1: worst. it's the worst.
0: Yeah. And you get an achievement. So I, I was glad that, I mean, I, I, there's a little bit of a breath of fresh air to just not have to even think about that and be like, I'm getting the important stuff. And if there's ghost matter or a, or there's ghost matter crystals, or there's a, uh, a can uh, like a series of cactuses in a weird position. Like I, it probably wants me to go there and explore, but otherwise it's like, if this is blocked off, it's really for a reason. Like there's probably nothing there. So, um, I think it's a yeah. I just think it's easy to progress, um, but not yeah. They they don't kind of just hand you the path to the ending on a silver platter, you know. But, but I think the most buried thing is Bramble Hall is the as you know is the end game, which is um, Dark Bramble and the uh, I don't even know what to call it, but like the Vessel Warp Core segment is like the most you kind of have to be paying attention and know. you found a warp core before like where they are made and where they ended up and you have to know the pattern that you have to enter to activate it and so um, like to me that felt like the most difficult thing where I had to like engage with the lore or the things i had been reading the most and so much of the rest of the game is just like you have to go to this place and then you go to the sunless city and there's a sign that says southern observatory 500 meters and you're like okay I'm going this way (laughs)
1: Yeah, there are a couple things. Like, one, I eventually just looked up what I needed to do in the end because I just was like, I've done everything. Um, There was, like, a few question marks. I was like, am I going to go back through everything? Is that really going to tell me what to do? And I feel like it wouldn't have. Um, So, I don't know. Like, I eventually, like, had to look up, like, bring... Like I kind of knew it was involving the warp core, but I wasn't exactly sure what I needed to do with it. Um, did you go to the place the on with the like the factory where they make the warp cores? The black hole forge. Is it the black on hole the For- city? You mean? Is black hole forge where they make the warp core?
0: I think so. Um, because you pull the oh, okay, yeah. But I- that's not where you. Go- In fact, actually, I was like, oh, that's where I get it. I bet. Maybe I was just wrong and from the get go, but that's where I was like, okay, I got to go here and get it. And then when it wasn't there, I was like, well, I don't know anything. <laughs> but uh, I think I was right to think that. I'm pretty sure that uh, there's codex that says that that's where they assemble the warp cores. Um, then you get it from Ash Twin, right? So uh, the w-
1: the one thing I the one thing I was going to say I hate about this is it seems like doesn't fit with the rest of the game. Is that you have to find the space probe coordinates to ride to ride this vessel to the end of the game. Like everything else in the game, if you know how to play it and do it, you can just do it. But if you find the warp core and bring it to the spaceship, you can't get out unless you like know this in game fact, which is like finding the warp coordinates. And I don't know, it just felt it felt sort of wrong and like cheap cheap like the game was like doing something else than the rest of the time i don't know right if-
0: yeah and, th- and that sticks out so much in any other game this is like a totally normal thing to just have this hard wall but in this game it really yeah it definitely really stands out because you know for example we're talking about how you can kind of waltz your way into a bunch of these different areas and you can learn something that seems that doesn't come into play until very late in your playthrough but for example like i got to dark i got to the core of dark bramble. Without knowing anything, like I got there before knowing I could, you know, divert the uh, anglerfish or how to get around them. I just like got. I, I one was one was about to eat me, and I backed all the way up against the wall of the area, and it couldn't close its mouth. And I slowly slid down, and then kind of wiggled against another long bramble, and it just was on the other side, sliding down, following me, and couldn't bite me until I got into the ve- you know into the vessel section of the of the planet, and then i was there and then i was like oh my god i figured this out and then i'm like oh here's this warp core it's you know it's destroyed i put it in I was like maybe all that's all i have to do and then i was like oh i just i have to like enter a pattern or you know i'm playing the witness now i was like okay but i just have to trace what i see here and i just did that on all three and i spent a bunch of time there, like putzing about and nothing was working and um yeah that was it was strange to be like I've want everything else in this game. I've just wandered into and it's been fine. And then this is like, Oh no, 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 you can't wander here. You have to, you have to do it. I wasn't, I think because I knew so little getting to that area, it was okay. And Uh that's what, and maybe because that happened, so happened earlier for me. I was able to be like, uh, I don't know enough yet. I don't know enough yet. And like, this is my end game, right? This is, and I guess actually no, because it stands out I was like this is the end game, right? This is this is what mm-hmm. all the knowledge I'm collecting will build to. So it's like I need to go to Giants Deep because I need to learn how they did this, and I to get to Giants Deep, I need to learn how do I can get beneath the current, and I know where to go to do that, and um, all that stuff. But <clears throat> so uh, yeah, I'm in agree. I agree with you that it was a uh, it was a little cheap, um, and t- I think takes away from. You know, is the supposed to be the climax of the game, I imagine.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. I'm not, I'm, I'm over it. I'm over it. <laughs> did you, did you find yourself like bored by the loop at all or of, or like stressed by the loop? I, I often found like, I, did, I guess one issue I face with this game overall is that I, didn't i feel like the game wants you to experiment and try things and early on i was and then i'd be like 10 minutes into the loop and be like i really don't want to have to get back to this point in time in the loop or fly here again like in dark bramble and so like i'm just not gonna go there anymore or i'm not gonna do this thing or i'm gonna it was just like i it was stressful because like it to get back to this spot, like a game over here would be like a big deal. So I just like wouldn't do creative fun stuff some of the time. Like,
0: yeah. Uh, Yeah, I experienced it a little bit. I experienced it especially when I was doing the, I was doing my full exploration of the Hourglass Twins because there's a bunch of stuff that you can only do at the beginning or late in the run. And uh, I mean, they do have the mechanic, which I didn't really understand until later of sleeping to advance to a certain part of the loop. But um, I, I that's probably the most frustrated I was with the game was just doing those and being like, I have to wait until it gets low enough. And then I have to fly around this whole planet and try to find what I'm looking for um, on the Ash Twin in, in particular. And I'm just like, this is, this is like not, this is so annoying. And I have three minutes to get through this. And then, you know, by the time when I finally found it, I found the Sun Station portal or whatever. It's like, well, now... The sun station is gone. It's been devoured by the sun. So I can't go there. <laughs> so, you know, I've spent 10 loops trying to get through this or, and now I've got it and I have still had to do an 11th. So yeah, I think I, I do. I, I did hate just kind of waiting around, um, or I don't know. Hate's not, hate's a strong word, but just, I didn't, I found myself kind of, br- I found my flow broken up. My The pacing felt a little all over the place when I had to, when I had gotten so quick at doing things and then I just had to wait and there's li- literally nothing to do. If you're waiting for the sand to build up and you're there, there's nothing. You've explored the, everything on that planet, you are twiddling your thumbs. There's nothing in the ship that's like fun or interesting. It's just you get on your ship and there's the codex, there's your suit, and there's the cabin and uh you can launch your probe a bunch of times and take random photos, but it's just I make you can I make coffee. Music.
1: I made coffee last time I was on Ashton.
0: Yeah, coffee. yeah. I've got wireless headphones, so I put this on. I go get water, go to the bathroom, listen, <laughs> wait, you know, wait to some amount of time. I was starting timers on my watch. and um, <laughs> So it's a, yeah, it's it's interesting. But, in the, you know, in that respect, this was a, Alon asked a great question. Um, well, he, I guess he gave us a great prompt, which I, I obviously we haven't talked that much about it, but the comparison to Subnautica and the pillars of game design that they talk about of, and the third one, respect the player and their time. Don't manipulate them through achievements, dopamine, extrinsic rewards, give them an amazing rewarding experience that takes effort. And I guess if you know that you can sleep an advanced time, then maybe they respect the player and their time. But because I didn't use that for a while, I did feel like I was just like, I can totally check out and just wait for this to happen. And there's like nothing to, nothing to do. Um, yeah. So I, I feel think like, it, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead.
1: I think one of the problems is like, even if you know about that mechanic, um, I guess if you can like instantly get to a place, it's fine. But like, again, like I, I still didn't want to, because I felt like my time was going to be wasted i didn't do certain things and i feel this way about sometimes like hard games or roguelikes or something where i won't take it's a actually like a big issue for me in general that i and criticism i have is that like people don't try alternate builds or like different things because they're afraid of losing whereas if you just had a checkpoint you'd be like no problem
0: um so yeah so I think uh I think, we should, I think we should run through the pillars. I'm just going to start with 3 here. Um I don't I mean I think they simultaneously respect the player and don't they respect your ability to just like navigate and go from spot uh, like to just get through the mystery, I think. The mystery like the mystery of each thread. I can't believe how many times I've said the the many threads of this game. Um and it is definitely not manipulated through achievements and like collectibles and things like that. So I appreciate that. And um, I do think it's an I, I do think it's an a, a great experience. I don't know if amazing is the way to describe it. Um, I don't feel like it requires a ton of effort, but there is some thinking and movement involved. And so it feels player driven enough. Um, I just think they didn't. I don't think they were making it simple for people. I think they just didn't re- – they didn't seem to really care because – and the writing and the lore just does not respect the player. You know, It's just not a – I mean, I think the, cl- the ending and everything is like deep and has many interpretations and is scientifically layered, but nothing else in the game. Everything else in the game is like so weird. They, they didn't like, earn, you know, in my opinion, they yeah. did not
1: earn that ending.
0: Um. Yeah, because like just just because I think this is where you're going with it, like the the quant like the multiverse aspect of the ending and the uh, like is you know big and grand, but the quantum like materials that are in the game are basically are almost like Easter eggs in like from the the sign like the scientific perspective it's just like you look away you look back the rock is gone the rock is back rock is gone and then you get a little bit of play with it where you get to like ride the rock which i did think was really cool but it's such a small part of the game and then it turns out it's like everything in the game is about this thing that you did on the rock <laughs> um And so anyways, that's why it's not earned in that
1: sense. Yeah. I I feel this way about 2001, which is 2001 would be like my favorite movie of all time. If not for the ending, which is (laughs) this, like it's this basically, you know, sci-fi, beautiful movie that I love. And then that's like based in material reality with normal things and concerns. And then in the end, it's like this psychotic, like postmodern, uh, like abstract sequence of like him being born and becoming an old man and two thousand one spoilers, and it doesn't make any sense. <laughs>
0: uh, and in this one, or we just watched Mad, right? Sim- similar thing, it yeah. just like spirals well, in a nonsense. At least that
1: game, I do. Th- I mean, that movie is like it's sort of the whole thing is weird and strange and nothing really quite makes sense and this like it is all everything is grounded in the material and then it just goes from like one two three to ten like until like uh, you know 11 it's like everything's crazy The universe is like uh gonna be destroyed we're gonna create a new universe by all of us playing music together the other thing that's strange is like the at the end of the game, all these characters come together, all the other astronauts who like play their own instruments and they all make a song together. But you don't know them, they're right. not important to you. Like, there's no special connection with them, you don't have many conversations with them. It just wasn't, uh, it didn't make any sense. Like, I don't <laughs> care about these people, this isn't special to me. Uh, this. This isn't like my family getting together. These are people I've never met before I started playing the game. Not like, not before I went into space. I went into space once, saw them, and then left them on their planet. Like, the the character in the game doesn't care about them. It just, I, I don't know. I thought it was very strange. It, like, suddenly wants to be very poetic narratively. And, like, what's happening to the worlds? And I was just like, you, I don't know. I just, I didn't get it.
0: Yeah, I might. I might edit what I'm about ask Alon to edit what I'm about to say out, but uh, this will be p- top Patreon tier only. Just like there is a certain kind of person who like s- visits these characters, I think, and like sees and just like fills in what's not written so significantly in their own head and in their imagination about like this is like this lone word traveler who's like decided this is where they want to remain. And like, this is such a beautiful moment that I'm having with them at their campfire. Like this is the campfire that's on every planet that they're on. And where you wake up and like, this is all like connected and you then like, and they've got their instrument, he's got his instrument. And then they're all, t- Oh my God, it's everyone in the music. It's a, a symphony. And you know, it's an orchestra and the nobody is here. and The nobody, the nobody guys here. And he's he's, he's the, he's the missing piece. And like, you know, I'd guess, you know, maybe, and again, this is why I was like, is this for kids? Cause like, if this is an, you know, one of your first stories or, you know, a formative story, it can, I think it can reach that point. Um, like, I think about what was impactful to me in games and movies and TV shows when I was a kid. And, and you know, it's like so ridiculous now, but, um, yeah as an as an adult who's encountered a lot of media it's just like yeah just god yeah i don't i don't care i just yeah it's just what i'm you know my only my only interest in and what i think is like layered and deep about the ending is the science of it not the uh not not the like characters like it doesn't even make sense why everyone's there you know right but um so i think uh So then to go to the first pillar, um, never tell the player what to do. Let them decide if there's something we want them to do. Breadcrumb it. Totally. Yeah. Right. It's just literally you can do anything you want. All in one. All in one. Yeah. I think there's just in terms of like the physical things you can do, there's not a ton to mess around with. I think I complained about this to Teddy early on and I, I felt a little bit better about it, but like there's not a lot of mechanics for you to take advantage of. You've got your scout, which can take pictures, uh, like you can attach it to things and take pictures far away. You've got your signal scope where you can listen to signals and find things and distract anglerfish. And there's uh, your ship and jetpack. And like those are the things you can do. Um, There's not even you can't even crouch. Right. There's just like (laughs) I mean, I guess if you hold space bar while you're not in your suit, you can crouch. Um, So, yeah, and they definitely breadcrumb things. Right. It's uh, I mean, I'd, I'd say they they leave slices of bread for you to to follow and um i think like a game like this can easily get out of hand so i, I again i don't really i was i found myself not frustrated not upset in this game which I, I i really appreciated you know that it was like really clear what progress making progress is very clear and i appreciated it playing it i don't know if you have anything to add to that pillar it no, seems pretty i no, 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 no. you, you got to Um, and then number two, the world doesn't care about the player. The player is a foreigner, an unknowable, majestic alien world. This led to non-violence to creatures. Well, yes, that's a Subnautica specific thing, but the world doesn't care about the player. This I heard them also in the no clip talk about this, but you know, knew it, knew it from my experience. Like the you know the loop, everything that happens in the loop, you cannot do anything to, to affect what's happening. Like you can't stop the. There's not like something where you figure out how to stop the sand from dropping onto Ember Twin and then you can do whatever you want or you can stop the core on Brittle Hollow from sucking things in or you can turn off the lava planet. I don't know. You just and you can't fight the anglerfish or anything. So you are totally victim to what's happening in the game. So it's it, it, it really it's pretty remarkable. It, it, it lined directly up on those two.
1: Yeah, and I think even in, I think they do a better job than Subnautica with third pillar of respect totally. the player in their time. Oh, so, oh, oh, yeah,
0: one hundred and ten percent.
1: Yeah, so it's, um, yeah, I would just yeah, it it's just
0: like is a more impressive accomplishment in that regard. I think the uh, yeah, and while and while we're talking about Subnautica, I mean, I think anyone who plays this game, you'll see right away why everyone or why we've talked about it being like Subnautica, but um, especially like the lone explorer kind of thing. But the I described the game really early on as Spore meets Prey meets Subnautica. Um, Spore being the way like space looks. The, the visual design of the game is like straight out of Spore. It's crazy. Like I've made Spore species that look exactly like these guys. Um did and you get the, how like cartoony it is? The graphics are is exactly like it.
1: Did you see the piece of lore where the the Nomi encounter the Harthians?
0: Uh, I don't know. I don't remember. They're
1: like talking about this like species of like amphibians. They've seen they're like fish. They saw and there's like a little painting of like these Nomi like above a pond, and there's like these like like prehistoric. Arthians, not even prehistoric, like, uh, Cambrian, (laughs) (laughs)
0: like,
1: they look like little,
0: like, Jurassic crabs. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, like, (laughs) horseshoe crabs crawling around. It's so good. That's a great, that's an awesome touch. And so, yeah, um, it's like very spore. (laughs) Right, right. Um, and then also like the way i don't know you looking at this map like it's that's it again ex- is exactly like spore maybe that's just what space maps look like <laughs> it's, it's you know that's just the way to do it but um <laughs> it's uh I, I couldn't help but feel like i was playing uh, a spore sequel or like a spore spinoff um and then i'm trying to get back to these questions looking at and then um oh and then prey i think really what i when I bring up prey, I'm really talking about just like the space navigation, like the flying in your jetpack feels very similar. Just the and maybe any game where you're in space kind of has that feeling. Um just the controlling the thrusters and being able to flip over and it doesn't really matter. You know, it's just it's all about momentum, not about orientation. Um and also kind of like the dead of space, being in the dead of space, like I got immediately felt like I was flying around the outside of a Oh, I can't remember the name of the base in Tal- Talos prime or Talos station or whatever it is. Talos one. Talos one. Talos one. Yeah. Um, it's,
1: it's funny you bring up prey because did you play the DLC at all for prey? Yeah. No, I did not. Oh man. We should do a bonus episode or something. The prey DLC is it's moon crash. It's like, what's happened, what's taking place on the moon of next to, cause Talos one, I think is orbiting the moon. Um, but it's a roguelike similar, there's a time loop basically. So you play the game through five, you have to beat the game with five separate characters and it's like a whole space base. It's a base race. You, you have to, uh, you have to get out with each character in like one continuous run. And when you go through you can le- basically you can influence the space station in different ways leave items behind for different characters oh. and it's very similar actually to outer uh wilds it's because it's like sort of a time loop roguelike um and i just think it, what's cool about it is yeah you're basically you're basically manip- manipulating the run for the other characters based on like their different skills. Some of them are good hackers, some are good fighters. So you can be like, okay, this room's like full of enemies. So I'm going to avoid it and go this way. And mm-hmm. Actually, what I love about the moon crash DLC is th- those questions are constantly asked of you and it's random. So every time you're playing, you're trying to decide like, what's the best way to execute this sequence of runs whereas in this it's sort of like i just get to the place solve the puzzle and move on once i know how to do it um yeah so i i think it's more like prey than yeah then at first glance and
0: we we should we should give that a look yeah real prey fans who played the dlc really get it (laughs) um and then yeah so the subnautica uh comparison i think we've got we've delved into it a little bit but just being alone in the world having like an alien forerunner species that you're learning more about um and the uh i mean i guess subnautica is you know all about you you being on a water planet and you get that a little bit but just like the just like going into these worlds that are just totally different and have something completely unique to them um you know you don't almost none of them feel like earth other than uh, Timber Hearth, your home planet. Oh, sorry. Excuse me. So, um, you know, there's no building or upgrading or, you know, you don't get expanded storage for your ship or depth module level three or anything like that. So, you know, it doesn't there's some very key differences, obviously, no survival mechanics, but um, it does. It does feel like a, a, such an amazing combination of those three. Um uh, and I'm sure there are other games that people would uh, would think of. I, I don't. I don't really know any other space exploration games. I haven't really played. I don't know if like um, what's that like hyper accurate science? Like in terms of the science one that uh, people play, it's almost like a space simulation game. One right. of my one the of m- my m- friend m- Andrew loves it. No, no, is that Eve? Is that what you're gonna say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no. It's like a um, I don't know. It's just a. A game where you have to be really precise in your calculations and when you launch, and what direction you launch. Star and, Citizen? No. It's something it's got a weird name. It's something like kind of goofy, I feel like. Uh I'd search like hyper realistic space launch game.
1: Uh Elite Dangerous? Nope. <laughs> no Man's Sky. Yeah.
0: No, 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 no. Uh Okay,
1: that's all I got. Oh, Kerbal
0: Space Program. Yes, Kerbal Space Program. <laughs> that is <laughs> <He's> it. <trying. laughs> oh that's you so were funny. saying that as a joke really yeah yeah no it's exactly it's literally that's it 100 <laughs> percent. it is hyper
1: realistic uh, now that i think about it
0: yeah but uh <laughs> so funny
1: i was talking to uh one of our to um fiona and she was saying her sister's fiance plays just video games all the time i was like oh what is she, what does he play and she's like he just plays this game called kerbals <laughs> he loved it. and i was like what, what? kerbals he's like yeah he plays this game called kerbals he's obsessed with space he watches every spaceship launch he like uh he gets everybody together he makes us all watch it and he, and then he plays kerbals and and i was like oh yeah, yeah okay kerbal space <laughs> oh my god kerbals, kerbals is such a different game than kerbal space program um,
0: kerbals yeah you gotta For be careful S-B-F-F-I- when you name your game if the first word of your game can just become the name and someone can put Maybe, an s on yeah, it like, yeah, and, and it turns into that yeah i think you need a new name <laughs> you have such a great way of telling these stories about like your conversations like these incredulous conversations <laughs> with people where they're just like they just like something about the way you deliver you like stand there and the person's like yeah he's he makes us watch all this stuff and like doing it. it's just it's so funny <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, notice it whenever you're talking about like this psychotic lunch. thing that's going on. But uh, <laughs> uh, let's see that uh, Alon was our number one fan for this uh, this episode with asking questions. Um, I mean that's on us because it took us so long to get through, get, get it, move on from Hades. But. Um, Let's see. Alan said, "Annapurna seems like an incredible publisher based on the games I've heard of or played. Flower, Donut Country, blah blah blah. blah. Not really a question. Seems like a super cool publisher. Wonder if there's any through line in the games they decide to publish. Seems indie, experimental. Um, I'm not a paid subscriber, so I understand if you skip my questions. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, that's what I meant. There are tons of questions, but no one. None of these people are subscribers, so we can't read them.
1: Yeah, I feel Um, like I kind of answered this in the beginning, but basically, no, there isn't a through line. I just yeah, I think they just look for cool projects.
0: Yeah, cool indie projects." Um, and that's why they're a cool publisher. They look for cool stuff. They do what's the, it's the Kanye West line, uh, like uh, my life life is dope because I do dope shit. Annapurna is cool because they fund cool projects. Um, uh, yeah, I think um, I just something I feel like we've touched on a little bit that I wanted to also flag just. The no clip documentary is really good for this game. I think you can skip the last quarter, last third of it. Um, basically, nothing happens at the end of it. I was kind of confused, but uh, I mean, no clips, amazing. So I'm, I shouldn't, I shouldn't complain. But um, like the development of this game was like such a struggle, such like a uh, such a puzzle to put together to figure out how to get it to work, and um, they just like trying to. One of the things that they talk about is a challenge of you know normally if you have a game like this it's this big you can just put everything in the background and like really low uh you know really optimize it and make it like low res and not re- like not have nothing happen and um but then in this game because you can teleport to other places uh they still have to figure out how to optimize it because you can't have everything happening at once but also they have to make it so some things are still happening, right? They—if you leave your ship on Brittle Hollow and it's breaking apart and you leave—they—they they design the game in such a way that the platform that your ship is on can still get sucked into the black hole, even if you're on another planet. Um, you have a and, scout. Uh,
1: your scout can be sent somewhere as well, right, right? Your scout
0: takes photos all over the all over the solar system, so it's a um, you know, yeah, it really is I, a I think techn-
1: technological achievement. Yeah,
0: and they had this – I think they had this comp sci guy who – he was an aerospace engineer, uh, and then he had a minor in computer science, and he did all this, like, crazy math to get certain objects like the black hole to operate realistically and stuff. So, I don't know. There's just, like, some really cool stuff, and this is just – it's a very impressive development team that um, not only had a really creative idea and did it, which I think a game – a lot of the games we've talked about are – kind of simple ones. I want to say like Subnautica is kind of like that where it is a pretty it is kind of straightforward. Like this game is just full of contradictions and and trying to make compromises on different aspects of the uh, of the actual design of the game, but um yeah, just like I don't know, it's amazing that this was a student project that really turned into a game, a full-fledged game really late in the process for them. So, um it's just i don't know it's such a great indie story and i think uniquely different from others in how technical it was
1: right technical in a weird way right
0: in uh, like a mathy way right? yeah
1: <laughs> well and we were just talking about portal I, I was thinking about portal in reference to this as well right like this was a student project that became a full-fledged game but really what was impressive about portal is like the concept and this it's like uh this was so ambitious portal isn't ambitious, right? This, they, they just like really wanted to do something in my mind, like that hasn't been done before. That is incredible. That like gives you this inc- amazing feeling of being in space and exploring this changing universe for 22 minutes. And I, I, it is, I didn't love this game, especially because of the story, but it, is yeah, I just think they tried to do something awesome and like people. I mean, people fucking love this game, it's like everybody's yeah. game of the year. Um, and you know, th- right on, like that is that's so sick for this company to make their first game that awesome. Uh, and I just like I said before, like they trust the player. I just want more games to be like this that are mature in the game sense, even if not in the story sense. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Totally. Totally. Um, Should I, we do it? Uh, what are you saying?
1: I was going to say, do you do you want to do? Yeah. No. 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 If you have something.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to think. Sorry, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna pause for a sec, trying to remember what I was gonna say. What um, the fuck
1: are the projections stones? That's what, that's my last item here.
0: What did? Oh, do actually, they do? that you actually just reminded me what I wanted to say. Uh, <laughs> that's so funny i'm so glad you said that um <laughs> i'm just writing it down yeah good um, good the
1: uh what do you mean what are they what are they you put them in the pedestal and then you they show you some other place what other place what, what?
0: well i think the idea for some of them is like this is where you should go to get the answer to the or like to get the next clue in this or like the next answer or sometimes it was it seemed like it was a story perspective was like this is where this happened like they built this in this location but um yeah like there was discussions about the vessel and the and i think there's a projection zone that takes you to giants deep and you realize that's where you have to go to get the coordinates oh okay Um, and there's like lots of stuff like that. But sometimes, yeah, sometimes, especially early on, I was like, what the fuck is going on? I'm just like in this weird dark room that's like rippling. Yeah, and like, I can't do go I anywhere. Need,
1: do I, yeah. Do I need to do something?
0: Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, they were, were fucking cool. <laughs> that's for sure. So,
1: some of the time. <laughs> All right. Well, give me what you got. What's your, what's your question? No, I was
0: just going to do a quick talk on science. Um this is not every day that we get uh, we can uh, justify talking about the double slit experiment, um, you know. Because it'll be in show notes. So, yeah, yeah. This is this is Patreon only content here. Uh, I well, first of all, I just I just uh, I feel like I guess I did mention it a couple times, but the um, the quantum objects are cool in this game. Like the quantum moon is a fun like immersive thing, and the the space like the quantum rock that people disappeared on and reappeared on and that you can ride by going into the dark and stuff is is a uh like i think was a great touch to the game um and i was wondering if you could explain the uh how, how how does how does how do those how does that quantum moon rock work um in real life yeah, like yeah. What's can, can, do you understand the science behind it? Um, I don't, I don't understand the science behind it. No. Um,
1: I, basically, the way like a lot of quantum theory is is two things are happening at once, and they don't they're they're both happening at once until they're interact with something else. And then the possibilities of both happening collapse into a single thing. So the classic one is if you shine light through two slits, um, it goes through both of them. Ah, I, f- I fucking forget it. But basically, light is both a <laughs> wave and a particle proven by the double slit experiment. However, if you try and measure it as a wave, it only appears as a wave. And if you try and measure it as a particle, it only measure, appears as a
0: particle um right well i think i think the double slit experiment the thing is that if you like shine one photon through two it'll go through two slits
1: yes thank you
0: and then if you whereas where that is the behavior of a wave even though you know it's a particle um but if you try to measure at any one point it'll only be going through one slit but then this this was laid out very clearly in timeline the wonderful michael Crichton book that i just I want, I wish I could read again for the first time, um, where if you have five slits, light, the light will only travel through three of them and will not travel <laughs> through two of them. And the, I don't know if this is the leading, like scientific theory of today, because this book came out a while ago, but the, it's because of interference from other universes where the photons are like ricocheting off each other and stopping each other from going through this. Amazing. And I asked Molly, my uh, my wife, who's the most scientific of the, of the bunch here, um, who's taken physics classes. I never took a quantum theory theory class or anything like that, but um, many Ivy League physics classes. And I was like, "Is that is that what people think?" And she's like, "I think so." <laughs> It's like, I was like, it's like multiple universes, the explanation for this. And she's like, I think that's what people say. I was like, yeah,
1: what? I think, I think a so lot of people think. are, I think yeah. that's, that's the prevailing theory now. All right, so yeah. the quantum objects exist in every single place that they can exist all the time until you look at a certain spot and then they're there and they only exist there.
0: This seemed a little inconsistent in the game because you could measure. They could. There was like an object that told you where the quantum moon was.
1: Yes, but I, I think guess it's one, being measured. I think so, so I guess it's. But there. I think as soon as it's measured, then it shouldn't. That should be where it exists, right? Yeah, and this is something that was actually annoying for me. Is like if you turn the, like the that dial that tells you where the quantum moon is, it doesn't always stay there. It's like now that I know the quantum moon is there, it should just stay. And like then I would like fly to it and try and land on it, and I would just go through it, and I would be like, I don't understand. Like I thought I figured this out. I know well, how, I, I think, I think it's because I you, didn't how stare,
0: how, you didn't stare at it the whole time once you found where it was. Well, the thing's recording where it is.
1: So as soon as it <laughs> as soon as it knows the location, then it should just take me there. Like I, right, it should right. never leave.
0: Okay. okay. Well, I just uh, want I just wanted to get in some double slit talk because. You know, it's not every t- every day we get to we get to get force people to listen to it. I yeah. did just listen. I was listening to a podcast. Um, that's not. I mean, it's two social scientists who talking, and they were talking about how science scientists. <laughs> right? Yeah, an anthropologist and a uh, <laughs> sorry, no, a psychologist and a philosopher. <laughs> okay, and it's the very bad wizard. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> um, and anthropologist one of them, and Tamler Tamler's like talking, and he just goes. They're talking about multi-universes for a second because they're talking about how everything is in metaphors this is going to get edited out so i'm just going to i'm just going to go with it but like uh they're talking about how about this paper about how we just everything we perceive and talk like the way we think and talk is just entirely in metaphor and somehow they get onto the subject of like talking about how about multiple universes after talking about einstein and how like the systems of thought that we're stuck in and how Einstein like broke out of his system of thought to come up with relativity and then, but could not break out of his system of thought to ap- appreciate or even acknowledge quantum theory. He's like, I don't understand it. It doesn't make any sense to me. And I don't think it's right, but like it is. And how like, even, even if you can get out, you can still be stuck. Um, and I think they just are riffing and they're just, and Tamler's just like, really like our best theory is that there's multiple universes. Like there's just an infinite number of universes and this is just like <laughs> things are just happening everywhere. Uh, like this seems this seems so ridiculous that this is like all right, this is such a cop out. <laughs> it's like uh anyways. So um shall we do some ratings? Is that what you're thinking? That's what I'm thinking. Great. Awesome. Um so let's start with uh recommend. What do you what do you think? Starting with recommend? Isn't that the last one? Oh, on the ratings page in our master spreadsheet. Um, oh, okay. Recommend is the first one. Let's I guess in, t- in the start. table, it's the last yeah. one, right? Oh, <laughs> no,
1: let's do it. Let's mix it up. Okay, would I re- recommend this? I'd say two. Um, I think even if you don't love games like this, even if you don't love this game, I think it's worth playing and checking out. Um, I think there's some really cool stuff. Uh, You might bounce off of it, but it's Worth the risk of like wasting a couple hours. I think, based on everyone I've talked to about this game, they f- fucking love it. Uh, so maybe I, like it literally could be a three. Like, I'm I think I like this less than every single person I've ever met. So um, I'm gonna go with two just to be safe and um, recommend it to
0: anyone who plays video games. Yeah, I think uh, I mean. It, you think about, like, we're about to play Bloodborne for our next game club, spoiler alert, and i played Bloodborne. I'm not going to give my rate, something that I would, or sorry, I'm not going to give my recommend rating, but something that I will be thinking about is, like, if I was going to give to someone, it would be five shitty hours where they're just banging their head against the wall and nothing happens and nothing clicks. And, like, you just won't have that experience playing this game. It yeah. may not be for you but you will not just be filled with frustration and like feeling like you don't know how to play, you know, you'll be able to get into it. You'll hear some fun music and go through space. So I think it's such a safe recommendation. And I think I'm just going to kind of, I think I'm gonna, just going to lean in here um, and give it a three just because you can just, it's really easy so, to walk away from.
1: That's fucking awesome. So if someone's like, I've never played a video game before, or I'm skeptical of video games, would this be like, Near the top of your list that you yeah, like, I think so. if you're skeptical of video games and you want to find out if they're capital A art.
0: I think if their favorite book is Fahrenheit 451, I probably wouldn't or if like they all if they talk to me about Tolstoy and dostoevsky <laughs> no, or something. Yeah, but animal it's, Farm uh, is my favorite book. <laughs> if Animal Farm's your favorite book then it's then That's this is true. I'm you're shoving this in their right. face. Oh my yeah, God, you're total. right. But uh yeah crime. <laughs> if okay. crime and Punishment is is their favorite book then I would probably Caveat, give this a one. Motion sickness
1: Madeline can't even watch me play also kevin loves this game and ani was like i couldn't watch him play because it was so nauseating to watch the amount of like inversions and spinning and weird things the controls are a little jittery so it's hold on new york a new york break
0: we don't live in new york who knows where we live don't eat us yeah we live in san diego dude can Um, we talk about how many fucking plants are in your background right now it's insane i know it looks like a zoom background
1: uh, yeah i know i'm hoping like the reptile
0: room in in lemony in a series of unfortunate events yeah
1: yeah i am a reptile um any anyone if anyone wants a plant and you've watched this far hit me up i'll give you one i have too many um okay recommend done
0: yeah, I, I would also say just with these games, I I do think it's kind of like kind of like driving. If you're playing, it's not as bad as watching. Watching a game like this is tough. True. Sure. Okay. But um, yeah, like r- watching this game is like riding in the back, l- reading. <laughs> I
1: see. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right.
0: Right. Drive. Whereas driving, you know, you're not going to get. You shouldn't get a sick. Um, what uh, I've got fun that's next in my order. Um. This is tough. Where's our... I've got to look at what I... I will maybe no, no, should no, look... no, 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 no. You're this right. You're the right, rating right. system is a disaster. It, well, it is, yeah. I want to look at what I gave other games because I don't want to put it above no. or below. I think I'm going to give it a... Ugh, I wish there was like a an unfun rating where I could give it a zero. Like it's not unfun at all. I think it's just a one for me, though. Zero is not unfun. Like zero makes zero for fun makes it seem like it's not fun. But like zero for unfun means it's not unfun. I see what you're saying. So I think I've got to give it a one because this game is fun, but it's not like this magic you don't get into this like flow state flying through space where you like totally synchronize with the with the game. So I think it's I think it's a one.
1: Yeah, I think it's a zero, a zero for me for fun. Awesome. Sorry, sorry, Outer Wilds. It just doesn't. It's just not fun.
0: It's cool. Yeah, I think I think we also should reiterate probably every episode the ratings. Just like a one. It seems like one out of three is really bad, but like, but it's Michelin star style, so one is great, is good, is if really you get, good. If you got so you're not getting star, a one.
1: Fuck yeah, you're
0: awesome. Yeah, I've never been to a two star Michelin
1: restaurant yeah you'd have to go out of your way, dude. It's great really, <laughs> <Right, laughs> right. use some I live in New York City, and
0: I've never been to a two star I mean it's, oh, it's also extremely expensive, Danny. I guess, but no, we don't live in New York City <laughs> live in New York City. who knows where Teddy lives he like clearly look at my background and look at his <laughs> um yeah, so uh, yeah, I don't read too much into him giving it a zero if you're a fan of this game. um, I eat at mostly non michelin star restaurants. <laughs> Well, I'd say I need about 50% non-mission <laughs> um, Okay, and Senses, I'm really interested to hear what you would give this. I'm happy to go first if you want me to.
1: Yeah, I'll, um, I'm going to give this a, a one. Not two. I'll, no, one. Yeah, I think it's a one. Uh, I think the opening song is... Chasing cars by snow patrol, um, which
0: gives it a th- brings it up to three. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. I'm gonna give it a two. I'm gonna give it a two. The universe is fucking amazing. I love it. It's beautiful. I loved exploring it. There are some amazing moments. Sitting on the sun station, the ending song, the supernova. Yeah, it's got it. A- I think it's the two for me. Done. Signed. What do you think?
0: I think a two. I think if it if the story was better. um, and if the music was different, <laughs> if there was kind of like a score that was all informed by the same themes, then I'd is probably it, give it a three.
1: What is it? Aesthetics? Is that what we're?
0: Yeah, yeah, kind what, of. But the story,
1: like... but the story doesn't have anything to do with that.
0: I think it. I think. I think it's like the. Um, well, census to me means I've got to listen to the first episode where we started doing ratings, but like a census to me means the uh, the heart. Yeah, and just Just, kind of like what it feels like to be in the world of the game. Like, how satisfying and immersive and like well crafted is it? Okay. And to me, the story takes away from that, Um, at least the way it's told. So, uh, you know, I give it, I mean, I give it, I give it a solid two because, like you said, it's just the planets are so creative and cool to look at and jump into. um, And like, I don't know if I would do this. I'd probably just listen to Infinity Shred Song, but just like just blasting off a timber hearth and just floating through space for a minute with the music playing is like a nice relaxing experience. So, um, yeah, I've got three one two, which that is a high score for a game that just came out of nowhere for me, you know, so
1: I'm blind. Love it
0: um okay that's it that's a wrap i think yeah nothing else you wanted to flag i assume so uh yeah i mean thank you to anyone who made it this far in our episode um we've got a bunch of stuff coming your way soon we've got our live event that we did that we mentioned in the beginning that we did with a, a recording of our live event with a uh, josh sawyer and alchemy music talking about pentiment the new obsidian em- entertainment release and then after that we have uh i mean our next game club is bloodborne um I guess we'll announce it today, uh, the day of recording. I guess it's kind of it's. Alon did a soft launch of it on social media, but um, we'll get the new channel going. I'm sure a ton of you have played it, and we, uh, you know, we're excited. But um, expect more from us going forward. And um, yeah, thanks for 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 all all the support. We appreciate it. Thanks for yeah. um, Our patrons are going strong. Thank you for that. We got our Spotify year in review um so beautiful listening. beautiful creation um <laughs> with all of you across the 16 countries and probably three continents if i had to guess uh europe north america and australia as my guess and asia we got asia too yeah you think so we got the philippines yeah oh you're so right yeah that's our fifth our fifth highest one we for a time we were the t- the 10th biggest gaming podcast in ireland i don't know where we're at on that one these days but um yeah, I would like to review FML some of those up, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, and go I mean I was gonna say go Morocco, but that game has since passed and Morocco lost, which is sad. But um you know Argentina France, who would have thought? Go Messi. We'll see, yeah. This'll probably be yeah. over it'll be over by the time this um this will definitely be cut by the time this is out. So, <laughs> and this will have, and this will have happened by the time this is out. So, um, yeah, I don't know, Teddy. Always, always a pleasure. Um, play Outer Wilds. So yeah. We love to see an indie game come to just fruition like this. It's such an amazing thing.
1: Yes. All right. All right. Happy gaming.